Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Today, we are going to talk about optimizing the monetization of your mobile traffic. And today, we're going to talk about this with Mark. Uh, how's it going, Mark? Yeah, it's going pretty good. Cool. Uh, let me ask you a question. What level are you on Pokemon Go? <laughs> I knew this was going to come up. I haven't actually been playing it for the last five days, so I'm still You've level given up? seven or eight. Yeah, I'm waiting for the PvP to come. Okay, fair enough. I'm just uh, playing a little bit when I go left and right. I'm kind of level 18 right now, but you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, that, that is the best introduction I found to talk about mobile traffic because we're always on our phones when we go around and stuff. And actually, when I looked at the statistics on healthambition.com, which is our own authority site, if you want to check it out, if you want to get an example of the kind of sites we build, I saw that 60% of people that visit the site are actually on phones and 10% are on tablet. That means that almost three out of four people visiting the site are on mobile platforms, right? And we don't think a lot about them when I'm sitting in front of my 27-inch iMac designing the website, right? And yeah, I mean, you, you don't think of uh, people with 24-inch screens when you're sitting in front of your 27-inch iMac, to be honest, sometimes. It's quite easy to forget, you know, pe- it's quite hard to sort of contemplate sometimes that the majority of our visitors are on the vast majority actually are on mobile devices and they behave, you know, very fundamentally differently to, to desktop users. Yeah. I mean, I was checking the time on site as well. I mean, it's not, it's not a huge difference. It's like they stay like 10% less on time on site usually. So, you know, they, they, they're still consuming content. They, they, they consume like, like on mobile, they consume like 1.6 pages and they consume 1.8. Per visit on on desktop, so it's not a huge difference, but the experience is massively different. And for a long time, we've been building sites, never looking at them on our phones, right? Yeah, I mean, it was probably only like a couple of years ago that we really started taking it seriously. I mean, despite knowing that sixty percent of people uh, back then, at least, were on mobile devices, uh, it was a, probably a bit less. Like it's 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 growing rapidly, and and it's going to grow. I believe we're going to be over eighty percent. In like a year or so, you know. Yeah, I think it's still just a little bit difficult to sort of put your head in your customer's or reader's perspective, if you know what I mean. Like, you are not your customer, uh, you are not the, the, the user. I know I say that to a lot of Authority uh, Hacker Pro members all the time who kind of get a bit sort of stuck in their own internet marketing heads. But it, it really is with this, the mobile versus desktop thing, something which is. I say even still, we don't really take it seriously enough. Yeah, Do you think I that's agree. fair? Yeah, I agree. But actually, when you say like people staying in their online marketing heads, like I can see that being a problem because if you look at Atari Hacker, it's the opposite. Like 80% of people are on desktop and like only 20% of the traffic is like mobile, which is extremely low in this day and age. Like the internet marketers... Especially the people that we're targeting, like the people that do SEO, like, you know, they're not too much into social media usually. Like, you know, they have like 20 followers on Twitter and no profile picture kind of people, but they're, they're classic SEO people. 
they don't even use their mobiles very much. You know, it's like even when I talk from like Paul from Thrive Themes, etc., he literally doesn't know how to use his phone in his daily life. Uh, and it's like it's really amazing that the B two C population, let's call it that way, is doing everything on mobile these days, and that the professionals literally still do everything on their desktop slash laptop. Yeah, and without sort of being in that person's body so to speak it's very difficult to kind of really understand that this is happening and people are using their phone as their main source of internet yeah when i mean we're spending it, you know eight hours a day in front of our big widescreen monitors if you just need to do facebook and calling on skype <clears throat> and reading stuff online i actually believe like an ipad is a better solution than a, than a laptop at this point so yeah, I, it totally makes sense. But the problem as site owners is that monetizing mobile traffic is is challenging because it's newer. Obviously, like you know, we've been monetizing desktop traffic for like decades now, and mobile traffic really. I mean, phones have changed so much. Like they are in the form in which they are right now. Like a, the standard is like a 1080p screen, so big enough resolution, big enough screen, fast enough to process a proper website. It's only been that way for like three years, maybe three and a half years. Yeah, and then you know, throw the data allowances and you know, yeah. data speeds, three G, four G into the mix, and it's probably I'd say the last two, three years, even in some countries. Yeah, so uh, as a result, there's a lot less ways to monetize mobile traffic, and a lot less people figured it out. And as a result, for example, when you run advertising, if you run AdSense, for example, the clicks are going to be quite a bit cheaper on mobile than they will be on desktop because people don't understand it so they're not willing to bid as much as they would bid on desktop and uh, maybe their checkout is not optimized and stuff and as a result you make less money generally from mobile traffic but you know there's no going away from people going to mobile instead of desktop now so it's kind of like web professionals taking a long time to adapt and it's not just us right it's like even amazon is still or google are still like heavily investing in figuring out how to monetize mobile and make as much as desktop visits. And yeah, like having a, a responsive WordPress theme is usually not good enough, right? It's We have responsive WordPress themes, but you know, for example, like we had to tweak the CSS so the borders on the left and right were like smaller so that, you know, you could put more than three or four words per line when you were reading. Otherwise, it was really like you had to scroll all the time to keep reading and that wasn't perfect. And yeah, I, I, I mean, I just interject there. Uh, yeah. Am I right in thinking that when someone says there's themes responsive, that doesn't mean for a second that it displays perfectly on any resolution? It's just well, means it means it readapts. You it, know, it readapts at certain stages, but those stages you might sort of get caught in between. Yeah, they're yeah. arbitrary, right? Yeah, and like all these phones have like different resolutions and so on, and and, and it's like yeah, you you might be caught in between where where it's like slightly too large to be comfortable, but like not large enough to show the um, the sidebar yet, and and it feels weird, you know. Or sometimes you're at the point where you just have like a big screen. Like imagine you have uh, some phones now have like six point five inch screens, right? These might actually show the sidebar on some phones making the text really small and unreadable. So you have to double tap to zoom in and then it's like you can scroll in all directions and it's very weird. So that happens and like it is definitely one of the difficulties and because there are not, you know, you also add a lot of things to your site. The thing is site speed is actually a lot more important on mobile because a lot of people are still on 3G and sometimes you're even on that, you know, crappy LTE connection when you don't have the network properly and 
you know, loading a site takes forever. And if your images are slightly bigger, you know, on most broadband connections, it's not a big deal anymore. But on mobile, it actually plays quite a bit. And that actually makes more people bounce out and not click around. And you get less out of your visit as well. Another thing that's massive is the, the checkout process, right? Yep. So have you ever tried checking out on your mobile phone? That's a good point, actually. Maybe I think I booked a flight on it once. How was it? I can't remember. I think it was like an Air Asia flight or something. It was all right. Yeah. But I've never bought anything off Amazon. So I don't even know what their mobile check, I mean, on my phone. So I don't even know what their mobile checkout looks like. I just, I, I don't know. I just, I, I have this like, yeah, you're, you're one of those professional, like, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll, maybe I'll find something cool on my mobile. Then I'll go home and buy it on my desktop. Like, it's weird. But yeah. I do a lot of check out my iPad actually, but yeah, it's like you have to fill these forms and like typing on a mobile screen is just not very comfortable when you have to type, you know, a delivery address and delivery instructions and stuff. You end up, you know, writing a little bit and, and it takes forever. And when the checkout is like a one step checkout, then it's taking up to like 10 minutes to actually fill up the checkout. Well, it would take you like a third of that on a real keyboard. But like when you're typing on your screen, it takes a long time. Maybe I'm not fast enough. I don't know. Um, I I have this like inherent distrust of mobile checkouts as well for some reason. I don't know what it is. Um, Well, it's just like more experimental than the desktop ones still. Yeah, I I don't know. I can't really explain why. But for some reason, I feel safer putting my credit card into like a desktop. uh, All right, grandpa. Yeah. It's like it's exactly the same process, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just little things. Like I don't, I, I guess I'm mobile. I've just never done it, but I know what to look for, like the HTTPS, and I can spot feel, scam. I could spot scam a lot, a lot easier on a desktop. Now you feel how your parents feel when you're touching all these buttons on the remote control and they don't know what it is, you know. <laughs> but another thing that people don't don't think about as well is like you know people consulting your site on mobile. They are easily distracted as opposed to you know, a desktop visit, right? But when you're visiting on a desktop, desktop, I mean like desktop computer and laptops, obviously, you're usually sitting in front of it and that is your main point of focus, right? Whereas when you're visiting a site on a mobile phone, like you may be in the metro or you may be you know, waiting in the queue or you know, like to check out at the grocery store or you're, I don't know, like walking on your way somewhere and there's real life that's interactive. That, that is not your main purpose. You're kind of like filling time with browsing around. And so if you're trying to get someone to check out or if you're trying to get someone to take an action, even though your funnel is designed amazingly well, people will drop off a lot more on mobile. And that is what explains, I think, a lot of the lower time on site and high bounce rate and that kind of stuff. It's not necessarily you're doing a bad job. It's just, yeah, people, you're secondary. Whereas when people visit your site on desktop, you're primary, you know? Yeah, they've, they've arrived at their destination in their Uber and they have to get out and speak to people or exactly. they go through a tunnel and their data goes out, stuff like that. Yeah, so it's like, it's, it's one of these things that you know, makes it also harder and to make money. Another thing as well is a lot of the things... These days work with things like retargeting and subscribing, etc. Right. So, like, I'm thinking about like the push notifications, that kind of stuff that we're playing with, and we'll write about a post about that at some point. But 
people are using multiple devices now as well in terms of analytics and attribution it's also extremely complicated because like you know as you said you find something on your phone and then you go back on your desktop and you check out how does the analytics guy in amazon figure out that yeah that's almost impossible same with like retargeting you with ads, etc. It's kind of comp- it's it's possible somehow. Like you know, if you're logged in a Google account, I think you can have ad AdSense, you know, follow, AdWords follow you with ads, etc. So you know, there is some ways to connect, and like Universal Analytics is supposed to help that with that a little bit. But it's it means that there is less opportunities to show ads. There is less opportunities to track conversions. Essentially, like you know, make more money out of this traffic. So it means harder to make money once again. And finally, I'd say the last thing that makes monetizing with mobile challenging is that a lot of conversion tools are just not made for mobile. Like I'm thinking like you just wrote this massive review for Thrive Leads, you know? Yeah. And so I'm thinking about I know. (laughs) Yeah. And and like the opt-in pop-ups, like it's like you can choose to not show them on mobile, but you cannot choose to show one just on mobile, for example, right? Yeah. And and it's like a lot of these things just feel very clunky on mobile. I mean, if you check even how's ambition the pop-ups. Although I want to add actually, what's the optimize pre- not optimize press? What's the Thrive Leads Converter? It's totally gone from my mind right now. Optin Monster. Optin Monster. Yeah, they've actually just implemented that, so you can now toggle on and off desktop, mobile, and tablet tablet yeah. separately. Yeah, so Thrive Leads needs to do that eventually. Like this is a, an oversight. I believe. But that's because Paul doesn't know how to use his phone, you know? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you can tell, you know? He's going to love me if, when he hears this podcast. This, these are all the things that make monetizing mobile difficult. Now, you know, we're not going to give you a magic bullet to, to do, like, to magically make as much money as your desktop traffic. You probably won't. But we're going to give you a few tips and tricks that we have found over time to kind of decrease that gap between the value of a desktop visit and the value of a mobile visit and and the first one is actually a trick you found which is make sure your site is readable on every mobile phone so how do you do that well this actually i discovered this tool it's called mobiletest.me a free tool and it allows you to preview or view any site through the eyes of a specific phone and to be honest there's only like five or six devices there like a couple tablets an iphone Galaxy phone, and I can't remember the others. But Pretty sure there's like paid versions where they like. I'm sure there are many other tools that 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 that, that do this. It's just this one struck me because it has quite a wide range of devices with res with different resolutions. Yeah. And for example, when we're doing the when we're redesigning the health emission checkout cart in um, January of this year, the designer, the developers, told us, "Okay, it's mobile responsive now." Because it worked on their iPhone five or six or whatever it was, so I was like, and it, and we had uh, what did we have? HTC ones at the time, yeah. um, and it worked fine on those because those were the ones they had, you know, made it responsive for those two devices. So I went on mobile test on me in order to check other devices like the iPhone four and Galaxy and the, the iPad Mini, I think it was, and it just didn't work at all on on any of those. So yeah, test this uh, as much as possible. Different different devices, because it, just because someone says it's responsive and it works on your phone doesn't mean it's going to work on you know other people's phones as well. So, what do you do when you find a bug though? Like, what what should be done? A bug? 
What do you like mean? when you just find it not displaying properly. I mean, you fix it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, I've, there's no there's no magic form, there's no magic tool that you can one click fix it, right? You basically need to hire someone to fix it. Yeah, so, as I understand, it's quite a complicated thing to make things fully responsive. Like I see a lot of WordPress themes out there which are supposedly responsive, but not really. So yeah, it's worth worth testing this out a lot. Yeah, if you before you buy a WordPress theme and mobile, you know you're entering a a niche where mobile is important, then you should consider taking their demo site because they always have a demo site and actually putting it in this tool and checking it out because especially where it comes from like small production houses, you know, I'm not hating on them, but they have limited testing ability. And very often they're going to sell products that are just not that great on most devices and that's going to cost you quite a lot. I mean, like when you actually have a site that doesn't display weight, people stay less on your site, they trust it less, they share it less, they buy less, they like, you know, you, you're losing out on every front. So if I think like, it's also a sort of good indicator for the overall quality of uh, of the code that someone someone builds. You know, if they're skimping on this, then there's likely yeah. other areas that's going to fall down in, you know? Yeah, probably. The second one is actually, let's talk about that, it's advertising. So advertising is an interesting beast because you want to optimize the revenue you make, etc. And we give some layouts on the on Authority Hacker on the blog and in the Authority Hacker Pro area. And the thing is, well, first of all, when you do advertising, and if you do advertising, especially in your sidebar, which you know we do a bit, we do have one ad on top of the sidebar, I think I remember, and one at the bottom that scrolls with you. Well, when your site is responsive. The sidebar is like at the bottom of the screen, and never nobody ever gets to that point, right? So, what's the point of having ads there if you're getting paid per click? If you're getting paid per impression, per thousand impression, it's actually worth still having there. So, like you know, networks like buy sell ads, for example, that we use, we still run them on mobile. But when we, but for like the ads and stuff and the media.net that we normally have there as well, but that is cost per click. So if people don't click, we don't make any money. These actually, we move them on mobile. We move them inside the content. We move them like between paragraphs. And if you read a lot of big sites like you know the Economist and stuff like that, you will see that the desktop version barely has any ad in content. They usually use their sidebar. They try to keep it clean and keep it nice. But as soon as you open the site on mobile, you'll see ads in content between you know every eight paragraphs or something, and that is how everyone that does content and ads is monetizing mobile traffic. And actually, the revenue is pretty good that way. And if you want to know how to implement that, we recommend a plugin called Ad Inserter on WordPress. And it's actually free. And it does that. You can select just all the mobile platforms, show ads here, but then desktop show ads here, etc. So that's pretty cool. Another thing as well is like the size of the ads, right? Because sometimes you have like these 728 mm-hmm. by 90, and these literally like get completely off the screen, these, these long horizontal bar ones. And so if you do that, that's going to break your theme, that's going to make people not click on it, and that's going to you know reduce the, the quality of your site. It's going to look terrible. And for a long time, we were running these on House Ambition, actually, on mobile. And the solution to that is, well, either you show different ads on mobile and desktop, which you can do with Ad Inserter as well, or you can use, on AdSense, they have these responsive ad units, right? So they actually adapt to the size of the screen. So that's pretty cool because then if you were talking about the fact that mobile 
mobile devices have different resolutions. It goes, it's all over the place, right? It's from like 480p to all the way to like 2K, even 4K, I think now, actually. Mm -hmm. And actually, based on the resolution of the device, AdSense is going to put the right size of that to take the most space. So that's pretty cool. You can just check it out. It's just a format. When you choose the size, you can pick responsive, and that works pretty well. Otherwise, when we use Ezoic, which we have been using quite a bit lately, it actually does that for you. It's like you can just choose which formats for which platforms, so like tablet, mobile, or desktop. So that is basically how you can optimize your ads, and that is quite important. Like when we, I think when we switched to Ezoic, we multiplied by five our ad revenue from mobile just by, because we didn't have these ads going off the screen, etc. Yeah, I mean that's not that's not just Ezoic. It's just the responsiveness yeah. improvement that you know. That's yeah, you can do it with AdSense. You know, for that yeah, that is super massive if you're doing ads. If you're doing affiliate marketing, well, having your site responsive is great, but making sure the site you link to, the offer you link to, is responsive and not just the sales page, the checkout page, because a lot of people have like. You know, they build their sales pages on WordPress or something, and they run some obscure checkout process. And then you'll send people, and there will be a good sales page, and they'll click buy, and they're going to have a horrible checkout experience on mobile, and you will not convert anything in terms of mobile traffic. So it's actually, it's actually worth checking that. And what you can do, actually, with um, a service like uh, ClickMeter, for example, is you can actually direct people to different offers depending on the fact on whether they're on mobile or they're on desktop. So like maybe you want to even send people to Amazon on mobile if there's no offer that is mobile responsive, but you want to send people from desktop to like a higher paying offer, that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's not just responsiveness. You gotta consider format as well. So yeah. it can help. There's a lot of like video sales letter type sales pages. And these are the kind of things you know you need to watch through a 25 minute video presentation in order for the buy button to appear and people just are not going to do that in mobile or very 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 rarely cuz you know data and just mobile yeah. just just because you know. yeah it have the plan already and you know they can get easily distracted as we say you know yeah so um that's the kind of situation where it's also worth um you know thinking about where you're directing people. Fortunately most uh most good products will have um you know equivalent text pages as well if you uh sign yeah. up, if you go into their dig dig up their affiliate program details, um they usually have a sort of page where they outline all their offer pages and that. So yeah, yeah. just bear that in mind. Actually all this stuff is also valid <laughs> for your own <laughs> products, right? So if you sell your own products like long sales pages, that pages that are already very long on on desktop become like excruciatingly long, long on mobile. It's really it's too long. So you should also consider consider making a, a mobile version that's slightly shorter or something. You know, maybe like cut a bit on the pre-sale that kind of stuff. Because otherwise, literally, people are scrolling for ages and 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 it doesn't work. Also, make sure your images align properly. Actually, that's for us because like we use Thrive Content Builder. And Stripe Content Builder is kind of weird. It's like sometimes you know it looks good on desktop, and then you open it on mobile, and the images just align all over the place. Mm. That happened to you, no? Yeah, yeah. So that happens quite a bit. So make sure like you you actually check these pages, make them a bit shorter, and you can use something like Click Clickmeter to actually send people to different pages depending on whether they're on desktop or they're on mobile. And actually, it has it's free for the first thousand clicks a month, so like you can do it for free actually. So that is 
something I would consider. Another thing I would consider when you do affiliate marketing as well is actually swapping offers and uh, checking mobile app installs. Mobile app installs pay between 2 and $5 usually per app install, and it's like free installs. And these things will tend to do better on mobile than you know, maybe a ClickBank product or something. So yeah, if you if you want to add, like you can swipe your ad units for that, or you can swipe you know affiliate links. You can swipe affiliate links. Sorry, uh, using ClickMeter essentially. Uh, now let's talk about opt-ins. Actually, like if you're collecting emails, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, that you know you can't pick pop-ups just for mobile. On Thrive, at least apparently Optin Monster does it. So if, if that's something you really need, maybe you should check out Optin Monster. But they're, they're just not that great, these pop-ups usually. Also, there's no exit intent on mobile, right? Because exit intent being the mouse going out of the browser and that's when the pop-up shows up to get your email. You know, that's what happens on a lot of sites on your desktop. But hey, how do you do that on mobile when there's no mouse, right? The mouse is your finger. Yeah. So actually, from what I know, Thrive is the only one that has a solution for that. Yeah, so they have uh, Smart Exit. It's called, and they actually have Smart Exit and Smart Exit Plus. Okay. Now, you put me on the spot here trying to remember which, <laughs> which one is which, but one of them, uh, if you go read my Thrive Leads review, I go into this in a lot of detail, but one of them is it basically functions regularly on uh, desktop. So, like the exit intent will work as normal on the desktop. But if you're viewing it on a mobile device, then you can set it so after X set number of seconds or a specific amount of time is elapsed, then the pop-up will will appear. So you're not you're not losing any any value that way. And I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, I think it's the same. I think it's the same. I think it's just what, the... what is one time and one percentage. No, Maybe I, I think it's I think it's different. I'm gonna check that actually. I can't remember. Anyway, otherwise, if you're running an exit intent pop-up, it's just not gonna show up on mobile. So you're losing out on your opt-ins, which probably make you quite a bit of money. So it's quite important that you probably test different types of opt-ins. And like you know, things like hello bars, you know, these bars at the top of the bottom of the screen, these are you know not bad and. Uh, these are things that we're testing quite a bit lately, like not showing pop-ups at all on mobile and only showing them on desktop and then using these hello bars to put call to actions to like opt-in pages. Uh, another thing that we're testing a lot, and I'm not going to talk too much about it because we're going to make a big post about it, but that's push notifications. So push notifications, if your site is in HTTPS and you may have noticed that all our sites are now in HTTPS, it's because you can use these browser-native notifications. Essentially, you get these pop-up that comes from your browser. It says, hey, this site wants to send you notifications, allow or block. And actually, we found that when you have an HTTPS site, so an SSL site, the opt-in rate is very high. It's north of 15% for both sites right now. So it's doing really well. And then push notifications are perfect for mobile, actually. It's just it's made for it. People click and then they can launch a link. And what you can do if you want to collect emails is you can send opt-in pages as push notifications. So you can even build this autoresponder of two push notifications that sends people to your lead magnets. People click and then they get on the page where it's just a form and like a list of things. So it's not like, like they're trying to read an article and you're getting in their face and it's hard to close and oh, they open the tab thing instead of the closing the, the pop-up because they have big fingers or because their screen is not very responsive. And it's just a better experience and it allows you to also generate a lot more traffic because 
we are finding that push notification clicks rate is like three to four times higher than email clicks rate, actually. So that's pretty cool. And last thing I'm going to say about this, the only thing, the only downside I've found to this is that so far on iOS and on Safari, no, not on iOS, on Safari, this is actually not supported yet. But every other major browser has done it. So it's supposed to come in one or two updates on, on Apple's side. Can't wait. So that is basically it for the opt-ins. Now let's talk about the share buttons as well. Do you want to do it or should I do it? Well, I mean, as I understand it, the share buttons, for example, those floating ones you often see at the side, they just don't really work so well on, uh, on mobile. Yeah, usually you don't see them, usually. Yeah. Which, is, which makes you miss out on a lot of shares, right? But more than that, a lot of these buttons, imagine you click on the Facebook share button, right? What happens is when you're on your desktop, it's opening like a, a small pop-up window for you to share on your Facebook when you're already logged in on your browser, correct? Yep. Are you logged in on Facebook on your browser on your mobile? Yeah, that's a good point, actually. You're not. You're using the app, right? Yeah. So what happens for a lot of share buttons is that it's actually doing that. It's opening that pop-up. It's like, oh, you need to log into Facebook. So to share this article, it's not a one-click thing. It's like you actually have to log in to be able to share that thing. Whereas some other share buttons will actually open it in the app to share, you know? Yeah. And then what happens is you get distracted and when you go into it and then because alt-tabbing isn't really so easy on a phone, you, um, don't do it. you end up not share. going back to your, the article and that's it, you know? Yeah, you, you just lost visitors. So Sumomi is actually doing pretty well. It's like for some reason it seems to be behaving different on iOS and uh, and Android, but like... Sumomi is doing an okay job at sending people, like I'm actually checking on my phone right now, it's sending me to the login page. But you should try this. You should try these share buttons. For some reason, it works on iOS, it doesn't work on Android, it seems. Where it actually shares in-app, it works for Twitter as well, it works for Pinterest. There are technical ways to do that. You just need to check which plugin you're using and if the share buttons on your theme does that. And you should actually check on iOS and Android because these things behave differently. Not that fun, but if you want, if you are like, you know, one of these viral stories type site, this is going to change everything because people cannot share your content on mobile otherwise, which is super annoying. And once again, the scrolling buttons, you know, they're great. They get more shares. But they either on mobile they either take half the screen, or they don't show up at all. I, I find they're also not very smooth with the scrolling. It's it's a bit jittery, you know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's my phone. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's your phone. Uh, it's we have the same phone, so I don't know. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, actually, just for my data, it's much faster. So anyway, so I actually like Sumomi for that as well, and we put a link on the show notes, but sumomi.com. Because uh, they allow you to just have this little corner thing that shows the numbers of shares. And it, because when you're running advertising on mobile as well, you're actually using the bottom part of the screen to have you know, these crawling ads. And, uh, and if you're running buttons there, essentially you're covering your ads up and you're losing money. So Sumomi actually allows you to just take the bottom corner, the bottom left or bottom right corner. And then when you click, it just has a layover with all the share buttons. And I found this to be probably the best compromise. It's just that for some reason on Android, the Facebook button doesn't seem to work, but the Twitter and Pinterest seem to work with the app. So you really want to check which networks are the most important to you. For us, it's Pinterest by far. 
And you want to make sure that these buttons work with the app, not, not do this browsing. So that's, that's quite important. And finally, I'm going to talk about one last tip, which is like, it's like a lot of tips actually in this thing. <laughs> so, and it's like, you know, as we said, side speed is super important. People are like on 3G still, and they're like on, on old phones, you know, like these phones still have like 500 megabits of RAM, and it's like, it's, it's slow, it takes forever. So, one thing to like speed up your site without going super crazy is to optimize the size of your image. And, and it's like, it's something that you should be doing anyway, but especially for mobile. So the two things I recommend for you to do is it's going to be free stuff as well. Uh, there's a plugin called IM Sanity that auto resizes the images you upload in WordPress. So if like us, you're using things like Stock images, right? We're using a lot of stock images on our site. Not always the best idea, but hey, you need to illustrate your site and it's an easy way to do that. Usually when you download these images, they're like 5,000 by 5,000, super high definition stuff, etc., which is not ideal because that makes your page super heavy. Well, instead of having to resize in Photoshop and taking ages to do that, you have this plugin, I am Sanity, and it just, as soon as you upload, you, you put a max size for images and it just resizes automatically to that size when you upload. So for us, it's like it can't be more than 2,000 by 2,000 or something, which is already really big, but we got to act to also adapt to these very high-resolution screens. So at least they're not too big. And another plugin that I recommend you put in there that's going to make mobile much faster is WP Smash It, which is essentially a compression algorithm for images that makes them smaller. Now, this is not the best one. There is a bunch of them out there, but it's free. So if you want the free version, WP Smash It, is a cool plugin you can check. Otherwise, Kraken.io or Thrive Teams actually has it built in. It's probably the best one, but it's paid. It's pretty cheap. So it depends how important that is but and how much money you're making. But if you really want to optimize, Kraken is where, where you should go. And that is it for like our seven tips to optimize mobile experience and revenue, actually. Do you have any final words of wisdom, Mark? No, not really. Just uh, as I said at the start, you know, when you're working in online marketing and using your desktop computer all day, it can be a little bit hard to sort of put yourself in the shoes of, of one of your users. So uh, I know I always find like when I go visit my family back home, they're like, I don't think my mom ever really uses desktop computer except for some reason Skype me, but she's always on her iPad. So it's quite good to like observe other people and how they, they, they behave to get some, some kind of insight into how real people are actually using your, your site. Kind of pisses me off actually. I go, I see my mom going on Google and type google.com, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, it's like, why? <laughs> all using the search bar and stuff. So, so it's, but yeah, it is useful. Anyway, all these tips will not make you make more money from mobile than you would from desktop. You will still not make as much. And this is still the infancy of monetizing mobile traffic. I mean, not long ago, people were still using the web system, right? These, these kind of like, uh, alternate, like alternate internet. That uh, where people would have to build an entire new site, etc. So it's still the beginning, and there's still going to be more and more mobile traffic. But it's something that you kind of where you kind of need to ride the wave, and and over time it's going to be improving. And as mobile traffic grows, you know it's kind of going to even out with desktop traffic. It's like I think rather than seeing mobile traffic as a um, low income traffic, it's just people will start seeing desktop traffic as a high income traffic. Because it's going to be the, the most rare type of traffic, actually. So if there is new ways, we'll actually probably make a new podcast. Otherwise, good luck with monetizing your mobile traffic. It's not easy. We're still playing with it. 
We still have a lot to improve on, and I'm sure we'll hear about that in the comments. But thanks for listening, guys, and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.